0: Tender Ray Beef, no other beef so fresh can be so tender, presents Hearts in Harmony transcribed. K is for Kroger, C is for cut, B is for beef. KCB means Kroger cut beef, and Kroger cut beef means more meat for your money. Yes, friends, Kroger cut beef gives you more meat, less waste, and here's why. Before the meat is weighed and priced, The Kroger method of cutting beef removes excess bone, excess waste, and stringy ends. Remember that's before the meat is weighed and priced. And it's the very top U.S. government grades of beef that's tender, juicy, rich red, and marbled with just the right amount of flavory fat. So you see, you get a better value in top grade beef. Now to give you an example, let's take a Kroger cut rib roast. Before the roast is weighed and priced, the Kroger method of cutting beef removes the short rib end, the waist, and trims the chine bone. You don't pay roast price for the short rib end and waist. And no matter whether you buy a Kroger cut steak or roast, you receive more meat, less waste. So don't forget that's at your Kroger store. See for yourself by visiting your neighborhood Kroger store soon. Make it a rule to buy Kroger cut beef and get more meat for your money. And now, hearts in harmony. Wealthy Mrs. Carrie Carlton, though she loves Penny Gibbs as if she were her own daughter, is set against the marriage of Penny and her son, Barry. Penny doesn't know this yet, and as she prepares to visit Mrs. Carlton, the
1: telephone rings.
2: Oh, golly, I'll get it. Hello. Hello, Penny. Good morning, darling. Or should I say afternoon,
1: it's after 12. A fine secretary you must be. You don't know whether it's morning <laughs> or afternoon, and you aren't even in your
2: office. No, Frank had to go out of town today, so he closed the office and gave me a holiday. Oh,
1: that's why no one answered the phone at Carter's office, then. Uh, well, look, are you doing anything this afternoon?
2: Yes, darling, as a matter of fact, I am. Oh, I'm... look,
1: you can call it off. I have to attend some stuff for Mother at the bank at 2 this afternoon, and then I'll be oh, through by know, 3. Oh,
2: no, Barry, I can't call it off. It's important. All right,
1: so it's important. I'll tell you what, I'll let you have the afternoon to yourself and whatever's so important, if you'll spend the evening with me.
2: You think we should?
1: (laughs) Look, we're not children. If you haven't decided anything yet, we'll just go out, have a good time, dinner and dance at the club if you want. Or uh, drive out into the country. Yeah, we could visit our mountain.
2: Oh, darling, I'd rather we didn't.
1: I bet that mountaintop's been lonesome without us, Penny. Oh,
2: Barry, I've missed it too, but I don't think we should. Oh,
1: come on now, a mountaintop won't hurt you.
2: You know, you're doing something you promised you wouldn't. You're trying to influence me.
1: (laughs) You think seeing our mountaintop will influence you, do you? Well, swell. We'll go there tonight. Oh,
2: darling, no, don't insist on it. It'll be good
1: for both of us. If we can't talk about us, at least we can talk about the house we'll build up there someday.
2: (laughs) That's talking about us, darling. Barry, please, I don't want to go to Vermont.
1: Well, we'll talk about that later. But dinner and the club are okay, huh?
2: Well, dinner anyway... We'll see how we feel after dinner.
1: Well, I'll pick you up at, say, 7.30. How's that? Mm-hmm. I'll be ready. All right, I'll be there.
2: Barry, Barry, you didn't tell me what your mother had to say about us last night. It's
1: not important, not right now. I'll tell you about it tonight.
2: <laughs> I'm anxious to hear. And I'll tell you all about why tonight, too. Goodbye, darling. And please, let's think about another place to go instead of the norm. Come in. Good afternoon,
3: Mrs. Gordon. Oh, Penny, my dear, come in. I'm sorry I'm <laughs> early, but I had... That's quite all right, my dear. Penny, you look more beautiful every time I oh,
2: see you. I don't you. know how I can look anything but a mess. I've been working so hard. So I hear.
3: I can understand you're working for a young lawyer.
2: Yes, Frank Carter.
3: It's interesting work, even though he's just getting started. The starting days of a business are usually interesting, Penny... There's not only the struggle of work itself, but the ordeal and the anxiety of finding it. Just sit down here on the sofa beside me, will you, my dear? <laughs> I saw the Reverend Dr. Judson the other morning. He tells me you were doing splendid work for the church. I'm certainly trying my best. Your best is always good, according to Dr. Judson. I want to come to see your stepfather when it's convenient for him to see me, Penny. You want to see, Chief? Yes, about the community house. Dr. Judson insisted that I choose the architect. And I can think of none better than Mr. Billings. Oh, he'll be thrilled to do it for you, Mrs. Carton, and it won't cost a cent. Oh, but it will. I'm going to build the finest community house the church has ever had. I want good work from Mr. Billings, and I'm going to pay for it. Well, uh, before Barry gets back from the bank and finds out I've been talking to you, I think I'd better get to the matter I want to see you about. It's about Barry, isn't it? Partly. And partly about you. But then I think whatever concerns one of you... ...concerns you both, doesn't it? Yes, Mrs. Carlton, it does. My dear, Barry's come back to Rossville to marry you. Everything that stood in your way when Barry went away... ...stands in your way now. He's the same person he was. Nothing has changed except that now... ...he has decided he will and he must marry you. What do you think of it, Penny? Penny? I don't know what to think about it. I've thought about it for two days and
2: two nights, and I haven't had any sleep since Barry's coming back. Well, uh, have you talked to your mother? Yes, and to Jet, too. They both
3: feel that I've been making a mistake. And so do I. Why, Mrs. Carlton? I'm sorry if I've disappointed you, Penny, or surprised you. And I know you must be one or both. But believe me, there is no one outside of you and Barry who would get more happiness out of your marriage than I. I was the one who let him go ahead and offer marriage to you, knowing all the time how wrong it was. I should try to make amends for that error by telling you and Barry to go ahead and get whatever happiness you can. Why don't you think we should? Why wouldn't a few years of happiness be much better than none? because the memory of them would be blotted out by the horror of the years that would follow. My dear, I know. I went through the happy years with Barry's father, but the years when he began to fail were so long, so cruel, so terrifying that I honestly cannot remember that I was ever happy. I might be able to. It's too great a risk, my dear. Isn't it better for you to live the rest of your life with the pleasant dreams of what might have been... I don't know. That's one of the questions I'm trying to answer for myself. You can't answer it yourself, my dear. You'd have to experience such a thing to know the horror of it and the constant heartache that will follow it all the way to your grave. Believe an old woman, my dear. Believe a woman who has lived for almost a quarter of a century with a broken heart and memories that would shame the most fantastic nightmares. Mrs. Carlton, you speak only of protecting me. I'm not
2: thinking only of myself. I'm thinking about Barry, too. If he wants to marry me, the least I can do is to consider his side of it.
3: He won't suffer as you will, Penny. If the same thing that happened to his grandfather and his father happens to him, he won't be aware of it. He won't see the slow change, the deterioration, the failing. He'll be dead for years before he dies. But you'll be alive all that time, seeing him, looking at him, caring for him, loving him, and trying to get the man you love to look at you and show just one faint sign that he knows who you are. Oh, Mrs. Cotton... And what happiness will you bring Barry by marrying him? He knows what'll happen and how he'll be, and he'll live in terror of the first sign that something is happening to him. And he'll look at you and have to realize that from then on, for as long as he lives, he'll hurt you, and hurt you more and more. You don't want him to know he's breaking your heart, do you? Breaking your heart and being helpless to do anything about it?
2: It's almost too incredible to believe, Mrs. Cotton. I... Well, I... I... I wonder if you'll excuse me. I think i
1: Bike riding tonight, Penny? Mm-hmm.
2: But we're not driving to the mountain, are no, we, Barry?
1: Oh, well, by some strange coincidence, we're on the highway to the mountain road. We could oh, go. Barry,
2: please, I'd rather not.
1: All right. It didn't work, did it? What didn't work? Well, I didn't mention it at dinner. I I thought you'd forgotten and I could get you on the mountain road before you realize it. Then we'd have to go to the top. There's no place to turn around. Tricky, huh?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Darling, let's stop here at that parking space and watch the river.
1: Swell, that paddle wheeler should come chugging along from Wayne City pretty soon. That'll be something to see.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, will this spot be all right? Oh, yes, darling, it's lovely.
1: And you're lovely everywhere.
2: <sighs> Thank you. Oh, what a nice night. Mm-hmm. Look at those boys out there in that canoe.
1: Yeah, I saw them. I wouldn't mind being out with them either. You like canoes? No,
2: they frighten me to death. They
1: tip over too easily. Oh, no, they don't. Why, a canoe's the safest craft afloat. If you know how to handle one.
2: I'd rather not find out how.
1: Okay. Stay ignorant the rest of your life. Oh, <laughs> Barry. Oh, look look, look down there.
2: Uh huh. Barry, I had a talk with your mother this afternoon.
1: Oh, that was your special appointment, was it? About us? About us. Well, Mother told me she's against it. What'd she tell you?
2: The same thing. And the same thing that Mother and Jed told me, too. It's a mistake.
1: Penny, I promised I wouldn't try to influence you, but I can't let other people influence you away from me. No
2: one's influenced me, darling. I've made up my own mind. The decision is strictly mine.
1: You've come to a decision?
2: Yes, darling, I have.
1: What is it? Oh, Barry.
2: Darling, my whole heart says yes. I want to say yes more than anything else in the world.
1: Well, then why don't you? Why don't you and we'll be married?
2: Because it isn't right. It can't be right. There's nothing right about it. And the thing I want to do is right.
1: Then it's no, is it? Absolutely No? Absolutely no. All right. If it's no, it's no. I said I wouldn't argue or plead, and I'll keep my promise. Thank
2: you, darling. It hasn't been easy to say.
1: I know it hasn't. It hasn't been easy to hear it. Oh, look. Look what's coming down the river.
2: Hmm. Is that the paddle wheeler from Wayne City?
1: Yep. That's the paddle wheeler from Wayne City. Funny, I used to enjoy watching it churn down the river. Somehow, I don't enjoy watching it now. Penny. Yes, Barry? I said I wouldn't plead or argue, but I have to just a little. Isn't there any chance? Must you say no? Yes,
2: darling, I must say no, because I think it's right. But I think you're wrong. I'm positive I'm not. Barry, keep your promise. Please, darling, don't try and talk me out of what I know is
1: right. All right, I won't. But, darling, now what's left? Now what does life or living have in store for me? Nothing but emptiness, darkness, futility. Is that anything to live for? Is there any point
2: in living? I feel the same as you do, Barry, but I'm going on. And though I know there'll never be anything or anyone to take your place, I'm going to make the best of living and the most of life.
0: So Penny Gibbs has once again turned against the dictates of her heart and with a final and seemingly irrevocable no, has done what she feels is right. And because of this, two lives are shrouded in the dark cloak of tragedy. Be sure to listen to the next dramatic episode of Hearts in Harmony. KCB, KCB. KCB means Kroger cut beef, and Kroger cut beef means more meat for your money. Yes, Kroger cut beef gives you more meat, less waste. That's because before the meat is weighed and priced, the Kroger method of cutting beef removes excess bone, excess waste, and stringy ends. You get more meat, less waste in Kroger cut beef. It's top U.S. government grades of beef, tender, juicy, rich red, marbled with just the right amount of flavory fat. So visit your neighborhood Kroger store and buy your favorite cut of beef. If you can get a Kroger cut sirloin steak, you'll notice that before the steak is weighed and priced, the Kroger method of cutting beef removes the stringy end, the waste, and the excess bone. Remember, whether you buy a steak or roast, Kroger cut beef gives you more meat for your money. But remember, ladies, you can buy a Kroger cut steak or roast only at Kroger stores. Make up your mind right now to visit your neighborhood Kroger store without delay. Your Kroger meat man has just the cut of beef you want. It's delicious and juicy. It's top-grade beef that will thrill your family. Make it a rule to buy Kroger cut beef and get more meat, less waste, which means you get more meat for your money at your Kroger store. Listen again tomorrow, same time, same
1: station for another exciting transcribed chapter of Hearts in Harmony.